Little did you know you are strong, smart, insightful, beautiful, hilarious, loyal, and loved. The podcast you need to navigate your 20s. Little did you know with Shelby Eastwood. Happy Monday, my friends. And everybody who's listening, it is now almost the beginning of December. Like, November was such a long month, to be honest, but like, it went by fast. But you have 30 days literally of like, Remembrance Day, kind of prepping for Christmas and like the anticipation of December coming, but like, nothing else is really going on. It's like an awkward time, you know? Like, it's like that time, you know what it's like? It's like that time between Christmas and New Year's where you don't know what to do with yourself, you don't know what's going on, you want to prep for Christmas, but like, is it too early? It's just, it's a hot mess. But um, I put my tree up early, right after Remembrance Day, just because like, it gets you like in the mood and it just feels so festive and cozy and I just love that feeling. I think literally people who put their trees up early um, are the happiest people. I'm pretty sure there's a study about that actually. Um, Another cool thing that happened this month since we're at the end of the month and we're like reflecting is the Taylor Swift's re-recording of Red came out on November 12th and it is the best thing I've heard in my entire life. So fun fact, um, I saw her in concert for her Red Tour twice that year. I saw her in Detroit and I saw her in Toronto. Um, it is my favorite album of Taylor Swift's. Uh, obviously, we have to talk about that 10-minute All Too Well song because, like, what? <laughs> and the fact that it made literally number one in iTunes a 10-minute song that swears. I remember the first time she mentioned that there was a 10-minute song. I was like, I need to get my hands on this. But... Of course, we were all like, oh, she's never going to release a 10-minute version. Well, thank you, Scooter Braun, for screwing Taylor Swift over because now we have a beautiful 10-minute version of a song that you played no part in. Um, And it is fantastic. It's great. I literally sing at the top of my lungs. Um, It's just, it's literally everything. And um, so that came out. I've been listening to it nonstop. Um... The Vault songs on that album are amazing. The one with Chris Stapleton is so good. Uh, That's the one where they made the... um, It's called I Bet You Think About Me. And that's the one where Blake Lively actually directed... um, Directed that video. Um, She directed the video and... It was really good. It's so red. and I love it. And her and Taylor Swift are amazing. So this week, I thought it would be really cool to kind of talk about love languages because um, they're so different and they're so um, different for everybody and how you experience love languages. And I thought it would be cool to almost do the quiz together and see if mine have changed because I know what mine were, um, quality time and physical touch, I think were my top ones. Um, No, not quality time. Physical touch and words of affirmation, I think, were my top two. Um, But it'll be kind of cool to see how that's changed. So I opened up the Love Languages website, and there's so much on here, actually. So, like, you can kind of learn about it, um, what they are. So there's, obviously, there's five. There's acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, and physical touch. And um, it was actually a 
guy named Gary Chapman who created um, these love languages and he's a marriage counselor and in charge of like marriage seminars in the states um, he wrote a book which I have I just haven't read it yet because you know my list is like a million things long um, so it says here the three steps to strengthening your relationship so there's three ways I guess to strengthen your relationship according to love five love languages step one would be to learn your love language so figuring out um, what your love languages are will help you better understand yourself how to teach others how you receive love and then your second step is to exchange your results obviously you can't share um, how you perceive love if you don't you can't expect love no that's not what I want to say you can't expect others to know your love languages if you don't share them with somebody obviously so once you know it share it with your loved ones and ask them to share their results back with you and then number three strengthening your relationship so people who grow closer to each other um, speak each other's love languages so just because your love language is a certain thing that doesn't mean that the other person's is the same you want to express the other person's love language so that they perceive love and they want to express your love language so that you can perceive love so let's take a break and then um, I'm going to go through the quiz with you guys and uh, go over the questions and then maybe you'll get curious to finding out what your love language is. So I'll take a break and we'll do the quiz together. Okay, so I press the take the quiz button. Um, I guess you can take this for your kid as well um, because I guess there's different love languages like for romantic relationships for friendships for work for families for children so the first question says how do you describe yourself an adult a teenager I'm taking the quiz for my child I am an adult how would you describe yourself in a relationship a single relationship it is more meaningful to me when and there's two options here I receive a loving note text email for no special reason from my loved one my partner and I hug Ooh, ooh, receive a loving note, because I can read that over and over again. Uh, it is more meaningful to me when I can spend alone time with my partner, just the two of us. My partner does something practical to help me out. Uh, just the two of us spending time. It is more meaningful to me when my partner gives me a little gift as a token of our love for each other. I get to spend uninterrupted leisure time with my partner. I mean, gifts are cool and all, but like, I don't, I have enough stuff. Um, I pick uninterrupted leisure time. It is more meaningful to me when my partner unexpected, unexpectedly does something for me like filling my car or doing laundry. My partner and I touch. Hmm. Touch. I'm a very touchy-feely person. I picked that one. All right, the next question says, it is more meaningful to me when my partner puts their arm around me when we're in public, my partner surprises me with a gift. Well, as much as people don't like PDA, arm around you when in public is not that much PDA, so I picked that. It is more meaningful to me when I'm around my partner, even if we're not really doing anything, I hold hands with my partner. Um, well, again, touchy-feely. Those are kind of the same thing, though. Hold hands, I pick. It is more meaningful to me when my partner gives me a gift. I hear I love you from my partner. I love you. It is more meaningful to me when I sit close to my partner. I am complimented by my loved one for no apparent reason. 
Uh, well, everyone loves a good compliment, even if I might not take them the best. It is more meaningful to me when I get to t- I get the chance to just hang out with my partner. I unexpectedly get small gifts from my partner. These are all very similar questions. Uh, hang out. It is more meaningful to me when I hear my partner tell me I'm proud of you. My partner helps me with the task. Definitely when you hear I'm proud of you. You just feel so good. It is more meaningful to me when I get to do things with my partner. I hear supportive words from my partner. Supportive words, 100%. Nobody can get supportive words enough in their life. It's more meaningful to me when my partner does things for me instead of just talking about doing nice things. True. I feel connected to my partner through a hug. Well, words are just words. Words mean nothing without actions. So definitely when they do something instead of just talking about something. I picked that. My dog's eating a bone in the background. That's awkward. It's more meaningful to me when I hear praise from my partner. My partner gives me something that shows they were really thinking about me. Praise. Praise. It is more meaningful to me when I am just able to be around my partner. I get back rubs or massage from my partner. Ooh, I love me a good back rub. It's more meaningful to me when my partner reacts positively to something I've accomplished. Hmm. My partner does something for me that I know they don't particularly enjoy. Ooh. Ooh. Does that mean like they do an activity with you even though they might not enjoy it? Because I would pick that one. But if it's like cleaning the bathroom even if they don't enjoy it, I would pick the other one. Uh, I don't know. React positively? I pick that. It is more meaningful to me when my partner and I kiss frequently. I sense my partner is showing interest in the things I care about. Mmm. Touch. But also being interested. But like you don't have to be interested. But like being nice about the things that you're interested in is kind of like important. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It is more meaningful to me when my partner works on special projects with me that I have to complete. My partner gives me an exciting gift. What kind of special projects? Normally I can just do a special project on my own. Uh, I don't know which one. Exciting gift? Exciting gift. Sure. It is more meaningful to me when I am complimented by my partner on my appearance. My partner takes the time to listen to me and really understand my feelings. Listening. Duh. I hate when you talk to somebody and they like just stare at you. Or like they're not really listening and you're like, were you even listening? Yeah. Listen to me. 100%. It's more meaningful for me when my partner and I share non-sexual touch in public. My partner offers to run errands for me. Well, I like running errands, so I don't mind that. So I pick the touch one. It is more meaningful to me when my partner does a bit more than their normal share of responsibilities we share around the house, work-related, etc. I get a gift that I know my partner has put thought into choosing. Uh, I guess, I guess a bit more than their shared responsibilities. Sure. It is more meaningful to me when my partner doesn't check their phone while we're talking. 100%. My partner goes out of the way to do something that relieves pressure on me. Phones. Phones are a trigger for me, so if you're around me, don't be on your phone. And it's also rude. It's more meaningful to me when I can look forward to a holiday because of a gift I am anticipating receiving. When I hear the words, I appreciate you from my partner. I would rather feel appreciated. I can buy myself gifts. It's more meaningful for me when my partner brings me a little gift after they've been traveling without me. My partner takes care of something I'm responsible to do, but I feel too stressed to do at the time. Uh, 
takes care of something for me. It's more meaningful to me when my partner doesn't interrupt me while I'm talking. <laughs> Facts. Gift giving is an important part of our, of our relationship. Uh, nope. Doesn't interrupt me. Or like just listens in general. Um, it is more meaningful to me when my partner helps me out when they know I'm already tired. I get to go somewhere while spending time with my partner. Um helps me when I'm tired. I'm always tired. School makes me tired. It's more meaningful to me when my partner and I are physically intimate. 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 My partner gives me a little gift that they picked out in the course of their normal day. Why are a lot of these questions about gifts? It's more meaningful to me. It is more meaningful to me when my partner says something encouraging to me. I get to spend time in a shared activity or hobby with my partner. Uh, encouraging words. It's more meaningful to me when my partner surprises me with a small token of their appreciation. My partner and I touch a lot during the normal course of a day. Well, we've already established that I am touchy-feely, so. Um, it's more meaningful to me when my partner helps me out, especially if they, if I know they're already busy. Uh, hearing my partner specifically tell me I appreciate you. Didn't we already have this question? Maybe it's just paired with a different, like, category, I guess. Uh, it's more meaningful for me when my partner and I embrace after we've spent time apart for a while. I hear my partner say how much I mean to them. Um, well, I guess this one's comparing physical touch and words of affirmation. Ooh. But like, does the embrace, is the embrace fake? Or like legit? Like, is it like a bro hug or like a legit hug? Because if it's just a bro hug, then the words would mean more, but actions speak louder than words. So if it's like, if it's a bro hug, then they don't really mean what they say when they say how much you mean to them. But if it's a nice hug, then their words would match their actions. Um, well, I think I'm analyzing this too much. Um, I don't know which one to click. How much I mean to them. Ooh, okay, so here we go. We got the results in. Uh, oh, yeah, so they are pretty much what I thought. So 37% words of affirmation, 27% physical touch, 20% quality time, 13% acts of service, and 3% receiving gifts. Yeah, I think I thought that. So words of affirmation. Actions don't always speak louder than words. Facts. Oh, well, not facts. Huh, I didn't, wouldn't agree with that. Um, it says, if this is your love language, unsolicited compliments mean the world to you. Hearing the words, I love you, are important. Hearing the reasons behind that love sends your spirits skyward. Insults can leave you shattered and not easily forgiving. Kind, encouraging, and positive words are truly life-giving. Um... So if you're physical touch, this love language isn't all about the bedroom. A person whose primary language is physical touch is not is surprisingly very touchy. Hugs, pats on the back, holding hands, thoughtful touches on the arm, shoulder, or face. They can all be ways to show excitement, concern, care, and love. Physical presence and accessibility are crucial, while neglect or abuse can be unforgivable and destructive. Physical touch fosters a sense of security and belonging in any relationship. I would agree with that. Yeah. Quality time. In the vernacular of quality time, nothing says I love you like full undivided attention. Being there for this type of person is critical, 
but really being there with the TV off, fork and knife down, and all the chores and tasks on standby makes your significant other feel truly special and loved. Distractions, postponed dates, or the failure to listen can be especially hurtful. Quality time also means sharing quality conversations and quality activities. Acts of service. Can vacuuming the floors be really an expression of love? Huh. Absolutely. Anything you do to ease the burden of responsibilities weighing on an act of service person will speak volumes. The words he or she most want to hear is, let me do that for you. Laziness, broken commitments, and making more work for them tell, tell speakers of this language their feelings don't matter. Finding ways to serve speaks volumes to the recipient of these acts. Okay. Receiving gifts. Don't mistake this love language for materialism. The receiver of gifts thrives on the love, thoughtfulness, and efforts behind the gifts. If you speak this language, the perfect gift or gesture shows that you are known, you are cared for, and you are prized above whatever whatever was sacrificed to bring the gift to you. A missed birthday, anniversary, or a hasty, thoughtless gift would be disastrous. So would the absence of everyday gestures. Gifts are visual representations of love and are treasured greatly. See, I don't think that um, gifts are needed. Well, like, there's, like, fun, but, like, I don't necessarily think that they're needed. Um, yeah. All right, let's take a break, and then we're going to explore the rest of the website. Ooh. Okay, so this is cool. In the resources part of the website, um... There's like podcast options, gift guide, newsletter, and the, I click the gift guide just because obviously like Christmas is around the corner. Um, and then it says, what type of gift are you looking for? All occasions. And then you can click like anniversary, birthday, Christmas, Valentine's Day, which is kind of cool. All love languages, all types of relationships, so romantic, family, and friends. And then it gives you lists of gift ideas based on the love language that the other person has. So for example, one of them says mail a hug <laughs> that you can get off Etsy, which is for people who um are more physical touch based personalized blanket um again off etsy for physical touch workout assistance for acts of service that's cool uh so like the peloton bike <laughs> wait how is pellet wouldn't that just be a wouldn't all these be gifts though um a robotic vacuum for an act of service gift that's funny um an organizer a candy buffet for acts of service. Ooh, a friendship lamp. What is that? Uh, for quality time. So basically you touch the lamp and then the other person's lamp lights up. That's cool. A towel warmer for an act of service. Well, yeah. To-do board for active service for to-do list. Cool. Airbnb virtual travel for quality time. Yeah, I can see that. Word magnets. Oh, that's cool. Buy a pack of word magnets and leave little notes for your family on your fridge. For words of affirmation. That's cool. You can get that on Amazon. Uh, a meal prep box for acts of service. That makes sense. A how-to book for acts of service. Salt caves for quality time. Ooh, I would kind of want to go there. Is it probably like a salt rock lamp, but like a giant, like you're inside a giant cave for it? That would be cool. I mean, yeah, but like salt rock lamps make me really sleepy. So like, would you like fall asleep in the salt, in the salt cave? anyone's ever been to a salt cave let me know um going on excursion would be a quality time gift customized apparel for receiving gifts wouldn't all of these be considered uh receiving gifts wall quotes for words of affirmation make a movie give a movie certificate but not for the theater 
plan to record your own short adventure movie interesting for quality time not alone bracelet basically it says a, it's a bracelet that says not alone for words of affirmation home camping for quality time outdoor heater for quality time i mean i guess if you want to spend your time outside um ooh, an affirmations jar which you make like a list of genuine and specific compliments or affirmations on a piece of paper and put them in a jar so then like when somebody needs to pick me up they can read one that's cute um a foot mask for physical touch Ooh, and acts of service that could be facts for a massage um how is a book physical touch that's interesting anyway this list goes on a sticky memo ball what is this basically it's like a sticky note ball taking turns writing your favorite expression of touches on each sticky note then you play a game roll the memo ball and doing whatever suggestion it lands on peel that one and add another one that's cool um it gives you like so many um different ideas i just thought this is really cool for like depending on um secret pocket pillow photo session um depending on like what your love language is board game dress up interesting and then there's like um there is like books so then there's different books you can get like 52 uncommon dates um 52 uncommon family adventures if you're more so like trying to um i was gonna say the french word amélioré. if you're trying to i think there's an english word ameliorate if you're trying to make your relationship better in your family that is an option um 52 uncommon ways to unwind together is a book um like there's like a bunch of different books also on the website there's like well this is for the states not really for us in canada but like you can go to the five love languages marriage conference in california i think that is bakersfield california that's cool they have web events date night at home you can apply to host gary bettman gary bettman (laughs) that was awkward that was a um nhl plug Gary Chapman's One Day Marriage Transformation Conference at your church or ministry, if that interests you. Um, so just so many really cool things on this website. Um, I would definitely recommend uh, checking it out and seeing what your love language is. So then that way you can share it with your loved one and your family or your friends or whoever. Um, so check it out, guys. Go on to 5 and take the quiz and let me know what your results are because that's super fun. something difficult for a lot of people is just like admitting that their love language could be different than their partners or their friends and then I I think another big misconception is that the love language you have is the one that you need to show which is not true so like for example if your love language is gift giving that means you perceive love in the form of gifts but if you are giving gifts to the other person you are just um um what's the word you're like giving off your own love language if that makes sense but maybe the other person perceives gifts as not a love language so you giving them gifts is pointless like they're not appreciating that they're not feeling your love but the gifts because you need to do the other person's love language if that makes sense so like it's almost like a backwards effect whatever yours is you tell the other person so that they can do and whatever the other person's is they tell you so that you can do that so something um interesting that I found is I was doing a little bit of research just because I wanted to know what if there was any like negative effects to 
using the five love languages and it's I found an article that was kind of really interesting for me to read um, that I'm going to share with you guys it talked about um, ways in which people can think of love languages the wrong way so they came up with six problems the authors came up with six problems and I thought it'd be kind of interesting to talk about so the first one says love languages can be, love languages can be used as scorekeeping which I found very interesting because as a competitive person you definitely keep score in a relationship I find like you can be like well I took the dogs outside this many times so you have to do it or like I did the dishes three days in a row so now I'm not doing it for three days love languages can kind of be the same way so you can be like well like I bought you three gifts and now you have to write me three love letters like that's not really fair and that's not really like love right it's not good to keep a list of the things that they do for each for each other and then because that will just ensue an argument right um like you don't want to keep track of who does more um and ignore everybody else's um, thoughts and what everybody everybody else's actions, right? The next kind of um, negative thing about love languages is that they can change, right? So um, making sure that if they do change, you're sharing that with your partner um, and demonstrating active listening, which is obviously a part of any relationship in general. Um, sometimes it's life situations that make your love language change um, or like how you're feeling or your mental health. And it's important to to um, share that with your partner. Um, keeping in, uh, an ongoing dialogue, keeping the communication open, um, working on those communication skills in general, because if you don't tell your partner that your love language has changed, how are they supposed to know that, right? Uh, they could be, they could continue, um, they could uh, continue demonstrating the wrong love language, right? And then you don't perceive their love. You're like, oh, he doesn't love me or she doesn't love me, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, it was because your love language changed. Um, the third one, love doesn't only have to be given to us by others. This is an interesting one because there's so much talker in the world around um, self-love. But like, what does that even mean? What does self-love mean? Sure, it means being kind to yourself and taking care of yourself. Uh, but that's really hard to do, right? So talking to yourself, um, like your inner thoughts, making sure that your inner thoughts are, are kind, um, not saying harsh words to yourself, not being critical of yourself, of your looks of your behaviors um of like your 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 thoughts of yourself um which can be really hard to do i know that i talked a lot about that with my therapist and she's always just like be kind to yourself and i'm like ah um because sometimes it's hard right it's hard to be kind to yourself and your love languages you can use your own love languages on yourself right how can you fill your cup how can you um show yourself that you love yourself right through small acts of love um maybe if you're the if your love language is words of affirmation you're going to write sticky notes around your house like to yourself right like you're beautiful you're kind you're you're loving um if your love language is gifts maybe you buy yourself a gift every once in a while um um maybe like if it is acts of service you're doing something for yourself um, which is that one's kind of tricky to do for yourself um, but uh, you know uh, let's take a break and then we'll do the last um, couple 
number four on that article talks about how love languages are not a universal self, meaning like it's not the be-all end-all remedy to all problems in life. Obviously, it's not going to fix toxic behaviors. It's not going to fix toxic relationships or dangerous relationships. Um, it's not going to automatically make your friendship or your relationship like amazing again. Um, if an issue arises, love languages aren't going to fix it. Um, it's not a band-aid to put on something. It's not going to fix your communication skills um, or other problems that you might have with each other. Um, so it's really important to not be, not use those as almost like a crutch, right? Because you don't want to disappear into that love language and then not even face the problems that um, are in your relationship, right? Um, for example, if there's a problem in your relationship and your partner knows that gift giving is one of your love languages and they keep buying you gifts, that's not going to address the core issue of the relationship. That's not going to stop the downward spiral. It's not going to it's not going to fix anything, right? So that's where communication comes into play. Um, and you can't let those gifts or those acts of service or words of affirmation um, put a band-aid over top of the problem because it's just going to end up you're just going to end up putting more band-aids and band-aids and band-aids and then in the end it's just either going to like over bleed is that even a word come on I watch Grey's Anatomy um it's gonna bleed out sorry uh or like explode and like then you're kind of shit out of luck right so don't let those cover up for the bad behavior or the miscommunication or anything that's going on in your relationship um Although, if you look at the other side of the spectrum, um, they can be used as a quick fix, right? So, because they are a style of communication, but it's not going to fix major problems. Um, so, it's a way to communicate day to day, um, to show your love, like, throughout the day, um, to help your partner in stressful situations. Um, but um, it doesn't, like, it doesn't um, fix huge problems. So, maybe... Um, like if you think about it love languages can like help forgive somebody help you forgive somebody right or help you find your way back to somebody um which is kind of like a little quick fix right um but it's like one tool in the toolbox right if you need to fix your relationship you need to use all the tools that you have not just the hammer or not just the screwdriver this is a really weird analogy but that's fine um so, like, yes, you would need touch. Yes, you would need quality time. Yes, you would need words of affirmation. Um, but you also need, like, the key components of a relationship, including trust, communication, honesty, shared values, um, like, reconnecting in those other ways that are, like, the main encompasses of a relationship, not just the love languages. And then continuing on with that, the last um, one here is that love languages do not fix underlying problems, which is what kind of like what I mentioned, right? Um, it tells you what the other person needs in a relationship. It helps um, us understand the other person in a relationship, but it doesn't fix everything. Um, so, and it's not the answer to everything. Um, it's only like a branch on the tree of the relationship. Why am I full of analogies today? I don't even understand. Um, it's important to know the other person's love language. Don't use that as like a um, being like, like using it to keep score. Like I mentioned earlier, don't be like, oh, well, I bought you this gift, so you can't be mad at me anymore. Like, no, <laughs> that doesn't work like that. Like you, if there's a problem, you need to find the underlying problem, like what it is. But when I think about it, like 
love languages they help a lot obviously they kind of help give you like a background of the other person especially if you're new to that relationship um they help you understand the other person they help you like kind of direct your the way you show love I guess per se and it also helps the other person understand you right but you also got to remember that they are not the be-all end-all um textbook of a relationship right you need the core elements like communication trust honesty um being best friends with each other um liking each other's company if you don't like each other's company like what the heck are you doing right um interests like so there's so many things that are part of a relationship and love languages is just obviously it's just a piece of it um I just thought it was really important to just dive in and talk about and I know a lot of people have never done the test before they like think what they they think they know what their love language is but like taking that test is really fun it's sometimes your love languages change over time um like I said earlier, depending on your where you are in life. So it's always good to just kind of recheck in, redo your, te- your, your quiz and see if your love language has changed slightly or if it's still the same. Chances are, well, mine didn't change at all. But um, it would also be really cool to see how like if adults do it with their kids or um, like friendship, friendship love languages. Um, to kind of see like how that changes the way a friendship is. I've never actually done it that way before. I've only looked at it as at the romantic relationship side of things. But obviously like any kind of relationship in general, like I've talked about this before, like a family relationship, a friendship relationship. Um, they, they're all kind of the same thing. Uh, obviously you don't have like intimate romantic interactions with like your friends, um, but it's it's all still important, right? And sometimes you could still want like that touch with your friendship with friends, like just like holding arms and like walking down the street together. I can't even think of what movie that is, but like you know what I mean. Um, and like that's that satisfies your your love language of physical touch with a friendship. So I think it's just really interesting. Um, and I think it would be great for you guys to try it out. Take the quiz. Let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know um, what your results were because I would love to hear other people's perspective of love languages. I would love to hear what your results are. I would love to hear um, other people who have different main love languages than myself. Obviously, mine were words of affirmation and physical touch if somebody's is gifts. How does that change your relationship? If somebody's is acts of service, how does that change your relationship? So take the quiz throughout the week here and let me know your thoughts. Send me a DM at little did you know podcast on Instagram. I would love um, to hear what your results were and how that affects your guys' relationship. So that's your challenge this week is to take the love language test online. Just Google it on the main website. You'll see it right there. Uh, and even if you just send me a screenshot, it kind of divides your results up into like a pie chart with different percentages. Send me a screenshot. I would love to see it. Love to know your thoughts on it. Um, so that is your all of your homework for the week. Check it out. Send me a DM and um, we can talk about it next week. So have a great week, everybody. Stay safe. Stay warm. It's starting to snow here. Um, obviously, we're getting into the first couple days of December here this week. So stay warm. Uh, stay healthy, bake some Christmas treats or holiday treats, whatever you celebrate. And um, I can't wait to chat with you guys next week. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.